This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. If I speak into the mic, this is probably going to be a whole lot better. There Johnny, you go. that was hot. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. It is just after 10. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and a studio full of interesting and sexy and gorgeous and fascinating people. Not me. Definitely me. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have with us here this morning, Tamar's here. Good morning. Good morning, Janty. And Claudine is here, because if she wasn't, she was going to get a serious spanking this week. Oh, well, shit, I should have missed it. <laughs> should have missed it. <laughs> and so call for Bruce to be here. Who's it? And Deborah is with us. Hi. Deborah. Yeah. Very cool. So... You've never been with us here before. I haven't. No, it's my first time. Okay. The first time is always interesting. Isn't <laughs> it? I like, She's fopping it, Jerry. I like first times. So let us begin with this, and then we'll get into sexual choice and what that means. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Philippogean. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Jack Shack. Dirty dictionary word. Jack Shack. Any ideas? Tomorrow, Jack Shack. Before you stop making funny faces. <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to take a picture of you. Actually, I have a good one. Um, I have no idea. Basically, it might be a stud that uh, is shagging girls in his, you know, it's like a come to my Jack Shack. Mm. No, okay. n- nowhere near. Deborah, Jack Shack. <sighs> I can't even begin to think what it might be. Um,. Somewhere you masturbate in private? Somewhere you masturbate? No, but it's an interesting one. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking Bruce? along those lines as well, like yeah. a man cave, but specifically for, you know, like where Jack does his shack. Where Jack does his shack. Okay. Well, I'm thinking of jacking off. <clears throat> so, I do think that it's jacking or whacking in a private place. In a little shack. Okay. How close are we? No. Well, you <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> about a break f- it to us. Yeah, about a five. <laughs> oh shit! There's, there's half. That's Will he right. live, doctor? There's Will half. He live? That's right. Oh, do you know what it could be? What if it is jacking off into something? Into okay, something. Okay, now you're getting colder. Now we're oh, kind of down shit. to four, <laughs> three. <laughs> Okay, I'm not even trying so, anymore. Okay. So please join our conversation on 0861-555-189. We're on WeChat. We are on Twitter at which Twitter account? Um, the on normal one, yeah. Sexdoc underscore Cliff C. Okay. Yeah. So we've posted a, a video clip on our page on the website um, that Bruce is going to tell us about. 
Well, basically, so what, what it talks about there is something called PrEP. And um, so because we're talking about choices and uh, sexual mm-hmm. awareness around choices, that's sort of where I come in. And that's about being educated about the choices that you make. So it's all great to be free and liberated and to make these awesome choices about stuff. But you need to know information first. So there is this stuff that you can take, which is called PrEP. Um, it's known as Preparation age. No, no, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a really good lube, by the way. Oh. No, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Not good as a lube. Okay, good to I know. I thought you use it for hemorrhoids, actually. Yeah, so if you're in the area, people might think, okay, so this might be a multi-purpose product. Yeah, some people oh, do that. It's already right. there, it's, moist. Yeah, so, but it's not. No. So what we, what this is, PrEP, it's it's. Pre-exposure prophylaxis, which mm-hmm. is basically it's an ARV that you take if you think that you might um, find yourself in a situation where you could be exposed to the H- to HIV infection. So it just it it reduces the chances of you becoming HIV positive by over ninety percent. So you, for example, might be in a relationship in a serodiscordant uh, relationship where you or your partner is HIV positive and the other one is HIV negative, and you want to be able to have um, unprotected sex with this person and minimize your chances of, of infection, then you would take PrEP. But a lot of people are taking PrEP now um, who are not in long-term relationships or who are single and would just like to have that added level of of you know protection to make sure that they don't stand the risk of of being HIV infection. Um, I don't understand infected. what what is it exactly? Is it a pill or a cream or? A it's a pill. So it's okay. ARV. It, so the the stuff has been around. Truvado ARV. It's a it's a it's like a cocktail of different antiretrovirals that work together, and it's been around for over twenty years. It's just how we use these ARVs that have now changed. So prep is now it's the same. It's Truvada, but you're now using it as Pre-exposure. So, mm. if oh, I have so un- it's prevention, yes. that's it. There we go. Exactly. That was the word you were prevention. looking for. <laughs> the switch just went. Instead off. of all these other big fancy words, let's keep it simple. Simple yeah. is the way forward. There so, we go. Yeah. So it's it's now readily available. If I've had unprotected sex today and I go to my local health for men clinic, and I feel that I may be at risk of HIV infection, then I can go on PEP, which is post-exposure prophylaxis, which is basically the same thing. I'll I'll be given the same pill to take. And to ensure that the virus doesn't survive in my body. But you can also take it as PrEP, which is pre-exposure. Probably. See, it's like one pill covers everything. Yes. Okay, you got it? No, I have one more question. Just yes. in terms of uh, who, is, uh, who is this marketed towards? Like what is the price range? Like so, who is this for? So anyone who feels that they may be at risk of HIV infection. Um, whether or not, th- so they might be HIV negative and they want to stay HIV negative. So that uh, anyone who's HIV negative can go on PrEP. But are these drugs affordable? That's what I'm asking. So if, if you go on one of our clinical trials, if you go to healthformen.co.za um, and check out one of our local clinics and you fall into a specific category of, of MSM, who's men who, who have sex with men, you might be able to fall in, into one of our trials and you'll be able to take it for free as part of a specific uh, program that we have going at the moment. But generally, no, you have to pay for it like you would uh, any other medication if you were going, if you were taking it via your GP. But soon we're hoping that those things might change. Um, but And there's also new, fantastic, amazing legislation that's being passed with regards to sex workers. So male and female sex workers will be afforded the, uh, be, to be able to take PrEP to make sure that they can minimize, if they are HIV negative, 
to minimize their chances of HIV infection in the future. But all of these things are still, it's new, new, new. This is like happening right now as we speak. It's a very exciting time. Mm. Okay. Are you happy? Thank you very much. Are we satisfied? Yes. Good. Satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) My questions are answered. Good. So this is a place where you can definitely get satisfaction. Yeah. Okay, sexual choice. This came up as a fascinating conversation that Bruce and I had in the week um, with so many levels and so many layers. Where do we make our choices from? Are we making fear-based choices? Are we making love-based choices? Are we making contractive choices? Are we making expansive choices? Are we making choices that allow us to be authentic in a society where sexual judgment is the deepest and highest level of judgment that exists, are we making choices from the heart? Are we making choices out of the story of who we are, or are we making choices out of who we are as individuals? Not tribal stories, not family stories, not limiting stories. And what do the choices say about us? And a difference between conscious choices and choices under the influence, because that's where a lot of sexual choices come from. And what is the difference? And if we are willing to do something with a little bit of chemical help along the way in some form, how authentic is that? Because there might be quite a level of authenticity in that actually. And that's where we start. Very simple. Most of our sexual choices come from a place of fear rather than a place of love. Yes? Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also a place of lack of knowledge. Mm. Yeah. That's true. A place of ignorance rather mm-hmm. than a place of empowerment. Yeah. And it's because so many of us have shoved our senses of self when it comes to sexuality into yeah. the into the dark, into the shadow yeah. aspect of ourselves. We don't so, want to see it. So a lot of the core of this comes down to being sexually authentic, which means firstly we have to examine who we are sexually. And for a lot of us, that means going into the shadow. And we need to be able to do that without judgment, without fear. So for me, one of the best references for this is my friend Galen Fuss's book, Decoding Your Kink, which is available on the web on Amazon. Um, and that will really start to put you in touch with who you are sexually. So let's do a little bit of a around here. Of decoding our kinks. What does sexual authenticity mm-hmm. mean for you? Um, sexual authenticity means, I guess, just really finding out what what you are. So finding, it's the same as finding your authentic voice in a way. So finding out what you are, what you stand for, and making sure that in a sexual environment, those standards are withheld and, uh, you know, never, never compromising on those standards. Okay, what does that mean exactly? 
Um, I don't know. It kind of yeah. makes sense <laughs> in my head. Yeah, that's what I thought. It kind of does. She's improvising and you're really yeah. in the way, Josie. <laughs> you're saying no, you're blocking. You know those kids in the, in, the, in, the, in the class like say once good sentence, mm. off the hook. Yeah. It sounded good. It sounded good. Um, what I'm basically trying to say is for me it's about having standards and – you know, just okay. making sure Where that whatever the I do sexually st- sticks to my authentic self and is true for me. So where it's do the standards come from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That That is the problem. Okay. I, okay. I, don't, I don't know where it comes from. I really don't. And I don't know if it's from my sexual experience and mm. what I feel comfortable doing or not comfortable doing. Um, but I don't know where exactly it comes from. Okay. That's great. Bruce, what does it mean for you? For me, I think it's an amalgamation of everything that makes me who I am. So it's obviously my history, where I come from. You know, I went to boarding school in the Eastern Cape with a whole lot of big, scary rugby boys. So there is like this weird fetish when it comes to rugby. Mm-hmm. That's an example of, of, you know, of how my sexuality has come into being as a result of my background. Mm-hmm. But authenticity is about, you know, truth. So mm-hmm. what is my truth? And my truth is, is that my sexuality falls into this interesting sort of gray area in my mind mm-hmm. where nothing is hard and fast and black and white and cut and dried. Everything, it's it's fluid, it's organic, mm. it's something that grows. And also who I am sexually today is not necessarily who I'm going to be tomorrow. So I think as long as I feel a sense of resonance, you know that weird feeling you get when you listen to a song and you get that weird like energy up and down your spine? Yes. It's the same thing when you see somebody and you're like, oh, I want to have sex with that person or that song just makes me want to move my booty. Bruce is making me want to be a gay man. Just so. <laughs> it's so true. It's the best I commercial. I want to be a gay man. <laughs> so that's really interesting. Yes. We're going to come back to that that idea, especially of the labels. Yeah. Because how the labels limit sexual authenticity. Okay. Sexual authenticity for you. What does that mean? Um, I think for me, I just want to look at the word choice, first of all, because I think choice is such an interesting thing as well, because we make choices, but how free are those choices? We always kind of at the mercy of where we've come from. So we, I think, often make the same dysfunctional choices um, without even realizing it and thinking we're making a new choice every time and then realizing we're back in the same old mm-hmm. pattern that we've always been in. So... For me, the authentic choice is really to start looking at what do I really want and is what I'm constantly choosing in line with what I really want. Um, so I think that for me is where the authenticity lies. It's starting to look at the dysfunction and starting to to actively and consciously move away from those dysfunctional choices. So you have Good to start one. out with the what you don't want. Mm. Unfortunately, I think that is where it starts mm-hmm. because I think you kind of have to hit your head a few times to know what you don't want and mm. become aware of it because otherwise you keep making those dysfunctional choices. So I think it does unfortunately mm. start from there. Okay. In an ideal world, it would start from yeah. the positive. Okay. So interesting idea then about that we have and that we use in Eros Life is the idea of healing with pleasure mm. rather than with pain. Mm. So we can come back to that one. Okay. What's it for you? So I'll, I'll just, cause I resonate, it sits with me and I, I agree with what, what Brucey said and what, uh, Deborah is saying, but from my own journey, I will go to the end. It's the sides we call ugly. It's the sides we don't want to acknowledge in ourselves. It's, it's our, the full expression of ourselves that we are not aware of. Maybe we haven't got there yet, but 
it's the places of the full spectrum of who we are and uh, owning it. And that is something that only with you and through the journey I'm going through in the late stages of my life as a hundred year old woman, I get to understand it's really not about sitting and talking about life or, you know, doing that position that, uh, it's not about that. It's, mm-hmm. it's about true exploration and owning everything that you are. I love mm. that. So, ownership. Mm. Ownership. So, yeah. Okay, so let's go around with this whole thing. <laughs> the first thing that you said that's really beautiful is that you don't know where the choices always come from. Yeah. And that's amazing because we need to start looking at some of those to say how much of those choices are mine personally and how much come from society. A, yeah, from a family, from a society, from a religion, from the expectations that have been put on you of how you think you should be. Mm. And that becomes the interesting thing with that and could be it could border on problematic if it's too much of the one and not the other yeah we're simply saying this life that i'm living how much of it is mine or how much of it is this story this expectation of what i think i need to do and be to be accepted yeah and i think what i need to strive for is a place of and what i was trying to say is to have sexual empowerment so be able to choose if you know what I mean. Yeah, but to make the choice conscious. Consciously, exactly. That's it, because most of the choices are not conscious. Consciously and from my authentic Mm. self. That's what I was trying to say. And then what Bruce said about the labels become so important because once we define ourselves as something sexually, that's the box we tend to put ourselves in. Yeah. And as soon as something comes that takes us beyond that, we struggle with that because my self-definition has to change. Before I can allow that. Yeah. Well, there can be a lot of trauma involved uh, as well in the choices mm. that are not made available to you. So for myself, being a little gay boy running mm. around, a little, you know, the uh, cutest I, gay the, boy. <laughs> love you, Claude. <laughs> the, the fact that I didn't have the choice to be sexually attracted to mm. women in the way that I wanted to be was also quite limiting and frightening and like devastating in some ways. Cause I mm. was like, well, you know, why can't, why am I not feeling the mm. same way about the girls in the class that the boys seem to be feeling? And that also, so sometimes it's the choices that you don't mm. get to make that get, that become who you, you know, define you sexually in many ways, unfortunately, mm. as well. And being fluid really allows us to make those different choices, to mm. have the experiences. So one of the principles that I teach so much is about the idea of a conscious choice, which says if I am going to have a sexual essential experience, the place that I choose to have that from becomes important because the intention makes it important. So if I go into an experience just because, then there's no real consciousness in that. And that's where a lot of trauma comes because, what have I done? Who am I after this? But if I go into this experience saying, what could I learn about myself? What could I learn about my partner? What could be healed? What could be revealed? What are the possibilities in that? Then we actually create something that allows for a beautiful conscious choice. And at the end of that, I say, this is what I've learned. That's a journey or a path I want to go back down again or further or that was it. Thank you very, very much. Which kind of brings up where you started, which said that um, we generally start that from a pain place, Mm. from a limitation, from a dysfunction. I'm unsatisfied. I'm unhappy. This isn't working. And there's two kind of perspectives on healing which says we either heal from a place of pain, which is where most people start a healing journey, 
And from there we can say, if I choose to heal with that energy of pleasure, I'm opening up to amazing possibilities, which requires a huge mind shift. Because instead of being stuck in the past or wanting to heal that past, which actually becomes quite a useless activity. And the more time we spend trying to change that past, the more entangled and embroiled we get in it and we can't move forward. But with possibility comes the amazing space of choice. Because only in possibility can there be choice. And choice that I might not have even been aware of. Because being stuck in the past gives me a very limited perspective. Mm. And it's a huge mind shift. It's a huge healing shift that says, can I go from one space to the other? And from possibility, I can create a life, I can create relationships, I can create experiences that allow for something totally different. And then owning yourself, which is just vital. And unfortunately, what we've been given is this absolute impossibility of having to be perfect. Which doesn't allow us anything, because there's no way we are ever going to reach there. But to say I'm that but we have to we have yeah. to go a step before that and just understand that sexual choice before that we we need to know who what we what as you said owning it but you know like president of Uganda said uh, is to be gay is sexual choice you know the, they, they actually created a whole study for him just to the, it raised so many eyebrows and so much anger that actually uh, universities did studies to show mr president it's not a sexual choice to have a sexual orientation but then your sexual choices yeah, but the expression of that becomes the choice exactly. yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what you do is always the choice mm-hmm. that's it and how you choose to do mm-hmm. it and with who you choose to do it and then again to say do i need to be stuck in that label so if the label is that i am gay does that limit my choices because if something comes up that says this could be an interesting experience does the gender of the person involved in the experience matter so much And that's just where we start to free ourselves mm. into possibility. So choice and possibility kind of go really well together. But possibility says that we don't always know the outcome of something. And for a lot of us, that becomes the scary thought because I think I know what a relationship should look like. I think I know what a sexual experience should look like how it should end, what the parameters of that are, instead of saying, maybe I don't know that. And if I'm willing to say that there's this level of freedom there, where can this experience take us today? Somewhere exciting. <laughs> yeah, something scary. Mm. Ah. That's, that's a whole different yeah. scary yeah. thing. So that's the biggest thing is fear shuts down a lot of these choices mm. it does yeah. and the fear comes from the stories it comes from the myths it comes from something really deep inside of us that often is this incredible generational pattern that says this is how you have to be and if you're beyond that you are out slut shaming yeah, yeah. it's also outcast. a lack of knowledge it really is you know it's a lack of knowing where this can take you 
and that's what mm. it can, yeah. So you know what hap- you can actually experience and go through. And- you know, a couple of of weeks ago, we did a beautiful interview with Jessica on her sexual and healing journey, and she said something in that that applies to so many people who are or who allow themselves to go into certain experiences. And at the beginning of it, very often, we ask people, what's the scariest part about this for you? And the biggest fear often is, I'm going to enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is scary, by the way. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to go have a bondage experience. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go to... And then uh, I'm going to become addicted. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go to a swingers party. I'm going to I'm enjoy gonna it. I'm going to sex all the time. I'm find myself smacking myself in inappropriate times like in the cured yeah. woolies. <laughs> I'm going to go and be a model for a massage at Sexpo and I'm going to enjoy it. Smack I'm going to go and be nude on the beach in Mozambique and I'm going to enjoy it. How was Mozambique, by the way? It was mind-blowing. It was life-changing. That's amazing. And the amazing thing is I learned more there, I think, than anybody else. But that's beautiful. That's part of the experience as well, I guess. And within the next week, we will have a date for the next Mozambique adventure. Hmm. Hmm. Shotgun coming on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Coming. Wait, I got a Mozambique (laughs) idea for you. Oh, yay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what now? Jittery sister. Okay, Daniel, listen, we have a problem. No, Daniel's going to like this one. Oh, oh Willie, oh Willie. Go swimming okay, with Claudine. Oh Willie, yeah. Instead go of swimming, swimming with, with dolphins, yeah. you, you can swim with killer whales yeah. and Claudine. Yeah. Mermaid. Yes, see now you've totally derailed. That's sorry. Funny. That's no, you're not that's sorry why one here. little bit. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's the thing is that we're actually going to enjoy it, and that scares us because our whole self-definition has to change. So I think of my personal sexual journey, which in the beginning was kind of going to have every single experience that I could because I want to know what it was all about. And then you wake up the next morning and you think about, who the fuck am I now? Because I've done something that was so far beyond, and <gasps> who am I? Did you wake up one morning and think, oh, am I pregnant? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had just enough information to know that that was not in the realm of possibility. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's also yeah, a part of sexual choice, a part of having mm-hmm. anyway, another mm-hmm. interesting. But that's why one of the things that becomes so important in this is the idea of community. And the different communities that can give us advice and guidance and mentorship and even simply people to talk to about these things. Because a lot of times you go and you do something and then who do you talk to the next day? You don't. You keep it a dirty secret or something like that and it remains something that you think is dirty and dark mm. and, you know, not to happen again. Yeah, so having the, the community to share with becomes so important. Mm. Even if that's an online community, if not people, you know, this is what I did. This is how I feel. And for somebody to say, okay, that's pretty cool. What did you learn from it? What did you get from it? And that's really interesting. So what do you think the questions people need to ask themselves or their partner are in terms of the choices they make? What do you think about that? Well, you have to ask yourself, first of all, why are you with this partner? <laughs> mm-hmm. And and does this partner allow you to really be you? So that's a good question to start mm. with before you ask the partner to do something actively. 
once you feel comfortable, and that's such a horrible question couples that come to you, I know, ask themselves, why are we together? Can I be who I really want to be? Um, and because so many couples get together because it's comfortable, because they want the same things, because they have the same life, you know, destinations. They want the two kids. They want this house. They want to travel, whatever the case may be. Then you have to ask yourself, how silly, stupid, vulnerable, again, the word comes, word comes again, again, again. How vulnerable can I be with that partner? And how much is he allowing me to be me? And I can share something very personal that to have a session of really owning your sexuality and something that I'm trying in a relationship and I'm happy to share it. You feel stupid so many times. You feel, you feel silly. You have to have humor. You have to have a good communication. All these things John D talk about. And I hear him talk for years. All of a sudden you need to say, sorry. I all of a sudden got so angry. I need, you know, there's a part of me that needs to be expressed right now as anger. And the other person, you know, it's not lingerie, it's not coolness, it's not lust, it's not all those things that you really want your sex life to be. This <laughs> moment of despair. Uh, but then again, you kind of recuperate sometimes and you say, okay, it's much more real than I thought. And if I put that light there, that spotlight, not like Claudine's spotlight, you know, like the other spotlight of consciousness, then you say, it's really almost like improv. Then you're like, okay, what comes next? I never expected that. So it's almost like flexibility. Yeah. I'm expecting my part. About, it's about saying yes to that. Yeah. So the conscious, know? a conscious relationship and conscious exploration, it needs to allow us to feel everything. To feel anger, to feel guilt, to feel shame for our buttons to be pushed, mm. um, to feel uncomfortable, to feel upset, to feel absolutely everything. And know that we can do something with that, but not that everything is perfect. That every because it's not. No. And especially when you go journeying in the realm of sexuality, those are the buttons that are going to be pushed more than anything else. What are the questions you think are important? So, I think a good starting point is. I mean, I think what what underlies a lot of this is self worth. And I think if people can start looking at how they see themselves and where they are on that scale, that's the place to start asking questions from. Um, so does this make me feel good about myself or doesn't it? I think is quite a simple question. Mm -hmm. But I think, I don't know, I'm speaking from a woman's point of view, and I think it is more of a woman's, I don't want to say problem, but I think women tend to feel maybe less than, they should after having had a sexual experience. I think men tend to feel quite proud of themselves and women often feel quite empty if it's been the wrong kind of sexual experience and if it's come from a place of insecurity or trying to please or whatever other dysfunctional thing it is that women do. So I think that's one of the questions is why am I doing this? I think that's a big one. Um, and do I want to? It's obvious, but I think a lot of people just go with something even though they haven't stopped to answer that question. Mm. So I think getting the basics is um, a good place to start. And then I think a massive thing, and Tamar sort of touched on it, was communication. I think a lot of people don't communicate in that realm in terms of expressing what they want, what works, what doesn't work. Um, so I think that's quite a, an important key for a lot of people at this stage that still aren't fully communicating what they want mm. or even owning what they want. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think those would be the questions that I would start with. Okay, what would be your questions? My questions would be around self-care, self-preservation. You know, mm -hmm. um, in the 
men who have sex with men community, there's a lot of issues with regards to there's just so many different ways of expressing yourself sexually, and it's all out there in our in the social mm. context. So there's topping and bottoming and being versatile and fisting and rimming and all these different things that can be so overwhelming. And I think. It's like trying to force a little rosebud open sometimes, you know, excuse the, excuse the, the image. That's a very literal image. And, yes, uh, we like that image. So the image, so the question for me is, what are your, you know, pace yourself. What are your limitations? Don't force yourself to do anything that you feel just because, Amen. you know, just because all your friends are like, in slings and mm. doing whatnot, and what doesn't mean that you have to necessarily. So it's an organic thing. Just go with the flow to a certain degree, but also, Set boundaries for yourself and, and make sure that you feel safe. So do what you need to do. Have your condoms and lots of lubrication ready and be experimental, but make sure that you feel safe. So take the medication you need to take if you need to take medication in order to feel safe. Brucey, can I go with you for any, you know, like any dates? It's like you want that responsible, mm. but wonderful and elegant guy next to you. Like, did you take the condom? Do you have the lube? Is it scented? Is it scented? Which brand? A public service announcement with Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce. That's what we're going to be doing next next. You session. can see we're this crazy BDSM, you know, yeah. uh, homosexual club, yeah. and then you you can hear Brucey like. Do hey. you have your protection? Yes, but after like this crazy metal, beautiful, you know, like mm. crazy rock, and then like. Hi guys <laughs> Can I just say something <laughs> Is your butt plug hygienic <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah That's a question, Come, That's a question. I'll sanitize it for you <laughs> So now we had When we had coffee in the week We were talking a little bit about this And something very interesting along those lines came up So we make all these safe sex choices And we create these boundaries And we have these discussions and then we have a couple drinks or we take a pill or something else. Mm. And all of a sudden we go into a whole different realm of experience. The interesting thing is which one is the truer experience? Which one is a truer reflection of who we are? Because when we take a lot of the boundaries that we've created – so we've created them out of fear. We've created them out of a sense of responsibility or so-called responsibility. We've created them out of what we think is okay, what we think we should be, what the other person thinks they should be, or the other people, because we mm. need to expand the possibilities here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one becomes a true reflection of who we are? Because when we take some of those filters away, even though that's not a conscious choice, is that who we really are? Yeah. Um, I think it for me it would be it would be a lot easier to be open under the influence. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it's a true reflection of who I am, my authentic self, really getting to experience something, it would absolutely have to be me being present in the moment. Mm. Here I am. This is what I am experiencing, and I am here. I'm I think in this it's, moment. it's also the reality um, of the situation is what what consequences are there going to be eventually, and that's that sort of boils down to what the reality of the situation is. So, but in so, the moment where the filter slips, so 
So the that issue thought is, is totally gone. So you don't. So you snarf your line of cat, or you yep. have your five cocktails, or whatever yeah. the, the the case may be. You guys are going to really hectic parties. <laughs> 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 what? You don't do it every day with Thursday. your grandmother? Hello. See, no more sitting at home watching MasterChef. Yeah. <laughs> Time to get out into the world. The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> yes. And so all these inhibitions are now like washed away, and all of a sudden mm. you've got this amazing sense of freedom. Mm. So is that is definitely a part of you, mm. and. It, and, but it is a part of you that I think that you need to consider when you're stone cold sober as well, because that part of you that comes out when you've had a lot mm. of drinks still does things. It's like that Jekyll and Hyde mentality. Mm. Mm. So in order to be a healthy, well, well-balanced person, you need to see your Jekyll and you need to see your Hyde and honor both of them. Mm. So that's, you know, we're all, we're, we're, mm. we're a multitude of beings. We have a question actually from one of our listeners. And the question is, what advice would you give or how can you show to a man about switching, not only a man, I think it's relevant for both sexes, the sex, that switching off the horniness and turning on their sensuality because sexual choice is about being conscious and not being that animalistic mode. What advice would you give um, for people that spend their, all their lives being sexual, actually? People, ladies, John Well, T? the first part of that is that a lot of people don't understand the difference between sex and sensuality and the power of that. So the real fulfillment often comes more from sensuality than just from the sex. The way that we have created sexual experiences is we've generally, and I'm making a generalization here, we've put one criterion as being the definition of a successful sexual experience, which is orgasm. That's it. And once that's happened, we are done, finished, complete, game over. So my joke for men is, first of all, it should be called going, not coming, because after that, I just want to kind of fall asleep. And that's kind of the end of it. Sensuality firstly involves a whole lot more of our bodies. It involves our senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell. But a really important component that sensuality has that sex doesn't is intimacy. And emotion. Yeah, but that's the intimacy, the connection. Okay. So a lot of times sex is not intimate. Your eyes are closed, the lights are off, you're in some fantasy in your head about mm. someone or something or whatever you're looking at on the internet today or whatever that might be. There's not a lot of intimacy in that. So when there's not intimacy, we keep looking for the next. We keep looking for the next because we're looking for some level of fulfillment. So it's kind of like eating junk food in a way mm. that yeah. it fills your stomach, but it doesn't have a lot of nutritional value. The emotional stuff is where we find the fulfillment. So part of that becomes an education into <coughs> what sensuality can be more than just sex. That's the first part. And then to actually learn something that will allow you to have some of the experiences to make that possible. And that's where we need to learn. So one of my big soapboxes is nobody teaches us to be good lovers. Not yeah. about our bodies, not about their bodies, not about a whole lot of sexual skills. And this covers the board of your sexual orientation. So just because you might be a gay man and you suck lots of cocks doesn't mean you are actually any good at it. 
Amen. <laughs> True. And you don't know because you're watching porn as a reference. Yeah, and that's is all the is the somebody's head going. Ah, <laughs> I found ah, a website, by all. the way, that said recommended by women. Mm. That's such that's bullshit. That was such a horrible yeah. website porn of porn. Star. Yeah, it's like yeah, but, only chosen by a woman. But that's like believing what the SABC says is, <laughs> yes. is news and the truth <laughs> of what's going it, on in I the country. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's the really first part of it is is learning that and then opening a conversation that says. I am not fulfilled at this level of mm. sexuality. And that's one of the hardest things to do because of the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection. But if we cannot open those conversations, we cannot expand who we are. So consciousness says we need to be able to have difficult conversations. Mm. I think a, a good analogy with regards to that is, you know, people talk about peeing. in. So guys pee every day. Into the bowl, so mm. standing, but some guys most get guys, it right. Some guys, but few. And this is something that guys are doing five to ten times a, a day. day. And yeah. so, just because you do something regularly, doesn't mean mm. you're going to be any good at it. Whereas, if you do it consciously, where every time you stand in front of the bowl, you mm-hmm. aim for the center of the bowl, Perfect. you're going to eventually become the Zen master of peeing. And, so it's the same sort of and thing. The extension of I will that. Think be- about it. The extension of that becomes if you. Get it in the bowl at home. Why can't you do that out in a public toilet? Yeah. Yeah. A restaurant, you saw, a club or something. You sword fighting with the guy yeah. next door. Okay, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, should, it should also be, you know, getting hold of the right resources. Mm. Are you seeking help from someone like John T? Are you reading books or are you watching like snuff films? You know, because it really is going mm. to make a difference to... Um, you know, your sexual knowledge bank mm. and where you are constantly referring to. And also yeah. making yourself open to, to healthy criticism. So, yeah. you know, not, so healthy criticism, not in the sense you don't want mm. somebody telling you, uh, you suck in bed in the worst possible way mm. and you're well, a maybe slut. You do. <laughs> you want, you want to have intimate relationships <laughs> with people where they give you like honest feedback and say, mm. well, you know, you do kiss a little bit like a washing yeah. machine. Or so here's yes. a good, yeah. so here's a good way around that. And it's great for communication. Because as soon as you say something like, don't take this personally, you know you're going to get nailed. Yeah. This yes. isn't really about you. You know you're going to get nailed. I love you to bit butts. Yes. I, love you, I love your butt to bits. I mean, yeah. I love you to bits, but. Yeah, get your mind out yeah. of the ass and back into present time. So here's a good way to do that. As soon as you start with a positive statement, you've got a much better chance. Yeah, so that feels good. I, I but really can enjoy you it. I really enjoy the sex that we have. And and that's one of the biggest keys. Mm. Take the word but out, out of the equation. Oh. And put mm. and no, the but stuff is wonderful. Let's keep it there. But in but terms of communication, double T but is amazing. Single T but is another. And let's just say I I love the sex that we have. I love being with you. And I would like more of, or wouldn't it be cool if you did mm. more or, why or less? Why don't we try this? That's it. Make it a we thing. Yeah. And so as soon as you take together. and, you're opening a possibility. Mm. But shuts it down because but says there's one way or another, another way. way. And that's it. And it's generally my way or the highway. And everything's shut and down. And but usually says anything before the but is untrue. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's so. also because our egos are so sensitive. A lot of us have our sense of self wrapped up in our sexuality. Mm. So, mm. you know, if, I mean, for I know for a lot of guys, they they think, you know, I'm a real man, so a real man doesn't need to be mm. told how to have sex by his lover. So if if somebody says to a really macho identifying person, mm. listen, you know, you you need to be a little bit more like this or like that, they might take it like they they that they crap. Yeah, a guy phoned me a little while ago, a few months back. He says, three women have told me I need to come and see you. Oh, God. Not one. <laughs> three. So first, maybe he's, just, wow. he's hanging out in the right so, you know, society. Circles. Yeah. 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 That could be an oive or that could be a <laughs> wow, good, good friend. Thing, but, exactly. a woohoo. And, yeah, a woo-hoo. So we're definitely going to put a bat in here. Do you think he did? No. no. And but that's it, why he's <laughs> not getting any more sex. Yeah. Well. Not you that, can pay for it. Yeah, so. not that coming to see me is the be all and end all, but simply saying, if so many people have said to you, you actually need to do something different, and obviously his ego was that they don't know what they're talking about. But that's exactly mm. what Bruce is saying. Mm. Bruce is saying, just be open. Yeah. Mm. Just be yeah. open. And the people who are giving criticism, do it in a way that it's constructive and helpful and sexy. Mm. And that's why take not the that it's soul destroying. Yeah. And say yeah. what can we create here, not rather than what we can destroy. Mm. I think such mm. a big thing as well is presence. I think so many people just aren't even present really no, in the in the mm. and I think that Fantasy goes back world. to alcohol, mm. funny enough, because I think one thing alcohol does is make you extremely present. You kind of don't care about consequences. You don't care about too much about you just in the present moment. And that goes back to what yeah. you were talking about so, earlier. You know, in Mozambique, they drink this thing called R&R, which is rum and raspberry. <laughs> Why didn't you bring any up for us? It's yep. really simple. We go out to the bottle store. You buy the cheapest rum you can find. What, 20 bucks a bottle? I don't know oy, what rum costs. Oy, oy. And you buy this red spa berry. This mm. would be a very different show. And that's what they mix. And <laughs> yeah. they drink it out of these beer mugs. Ooh. Like from nine in the morning or whenever bars open. So we were sitting having coffee one afternoon. It was about three in the afternoon. And there's this whole party of people. And there's this woman. It's her birthday. And she'd been drinking this thing since whenever. And she's dancing around this pub. And all the locals are just kind of looking at her and shaking their heads in various levels of embarrassment. And um, my whole thing was, can you do that stone cold sober at three o'clock in the mm. afternoon? And I've been in so many situations, sexual situations, where people do things purely fueled by that and for me consciousness is always do that stone cold sober or don't True. That's, that's also it. it's the same thing in an improv environment um you know when people have to come to us for a workshop or when we do something with corporates you know they have to be totally vulnerable mm. And in the same space of having to be silly or do something that really scares them, but in a totally sober environment. Mm. And that for people is possibly the scariest thing yeah. in the world. So and, to overcome that. And so is much a of really that is not being, breakthrough. it's not being comfortable with who we are and not being present in that. And that's yeah. the simple truth of it. So, mm. okay. This would be a really good time for you to do a sex position if you want to. Yeah, I want to. Then do it. Okay. Right now. Okay. Get off. Take your clothes off. Okay. 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 There we go. No. <laughs> the one no. taking your clothes off today is Deborah. Rusty <laughs> said so. <laughs> what Dusty says goes, right? Yes. No, yes. Who's Dusty? 
Who's dusty? Exactly. <laughs> Who's that person? Is that your alter ego? What's going on? Subconscious. Anyway, no, I, I told was, you being here is interesting yeah, for the first time. Well, and that's I'm a serious conversation to today, actually. So there I want to just confess my boyfriend was here yesterday in a show and he got, like, he put sexual sex talk to shame. Okay. He, like, took off his clothes and stuff. So I was like, we are the elegant one. Good, jo- good uh, job, John well, T. Well, we're always going to be different. Yes. yes. And if everybody so. else takes their clothes <laughs> off, we'll stand and watch them. Yeah. And so. I was just uh, thinking about the topic you said, and I was scrolling and wait, looking for information. And then I found this funny three positions, three sexual positions to get fit. Okay, oh, that's good. and I started. Ru- I just wanted to send you like for the funnies because mm-hmm. I thought of myself trying to concentrate and doing sexual uh, sexercise, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it was like no consciousness, vulnerability, you know, and then also activity, physical mm-hmm. activity. You want to kill me? So like what do you want to do? We've seen some beautiful so, stuff yeah. around that. So are I'm we doing yes. this? Or are we talking about I it? Are we doers or talkers today? Well, it do really us. depends. Are you going to do it with me? No, uh, Bruce is going to do, do it with me. Okay, so I'm going to do the commentary. Okay, so I'm I need open. I need somebody with a good phone that's gonna periscope it. If not, I can periscope it from my phone. Not a problem. Um, Claudine, no, I you're don't not have a, periscope. Okay. Sorry, my dog. All right, okay. not a problem. So I will periscope time it. Time is Claudine. running short, so we have to get to this thing. Oh wow, we have lots so. of time. Uh, the idea is that Bruce, you need to lie down. Lie down on my <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, we'll take a video of you. Okay. Yeah, we'll Close take off, embarrassing photos. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, just you just take the photos. That will be good yeah. enough. Yes, we, we promise. So any reputation this. that you might have had might. has just disappeared. Gone out the window. Yeah. So, so that but that's say, what yeah. happens when yeah, you're in the studio, incentive. which is pretty good. There we go. Somebody got some lube. Dunk, we need some lube, please. Some gloves, some lube. <laughs> okay. Here are three sex positions that will give you a, a toned body. Now, that is, for me, already a good incentive for sex. Okay. Bruce okay. already has a toned body, yeah. so that's good. So, okay, I can't talk, so okay. Deborah's going to give it or in, in, uh, and Claudine. So Deborah's going to do the commentary. Claudine's going to do the commentary. Okay. So they're in the starting gate and away they go. Okay. Okay, so it is kind of like, um, it's kind of like two people saddled sitting on top of each other, legs crossed. Okay. Okay, so it's two. Are they sitting face to face? It works on your bum. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it with a with a gorgeous gay guy. That's again a compliment. And their knees are crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think trying to describe this step by step yeah. is actually okay. okay. Everybody's kind of <laughs> interested out there. All right. So I can't really see my like my not so pretty side at the moment, and you just. You just go. And they are doing bum thrusts. <laughs> they are doing you bum thrusts. Oh, and you uh, can okay. use a double-sided dildo for anal stimulation. That is what is <laughs> going on in studio. Second one. Yeah, it works. It works. Yeah. And both of them are feeling their core, feeling their butts, <laughs> because uh, feeling their kegels. Everybody <laughs> in studio, the producers are looking through the window. We are creating some sort of scene here, which is fantastic. Fantastic. And at the same time, they are work, working their bums, their bums, their tongues. Okay. So the interesting question becomes, how do you do this on your own? And that's really interesting. So you want to do an amazing sexual exercise on your own. Get a, an exercise ball, like a Pilates ball. Do some self-pleasuring and do ab exercises at the same time. That's good. And that's how you do it on your own. 
And I guess self-pleasuring <laughs> does work some muscles somewhere. Absolutely. I guess Absolutely. if you're not, if you're not pulling something. Okay. You aren't really doing. Okay, so that has you kind of, okay. really that has quite a lot of double meanings. Can we talk about there, it later? You're not pulling Bruce something. is doing exercise, so okay. this is for uh, the strap-on so. position slash uh, doggy style, but it's a yoga flow. So you work on your arms and everything. Oh, okay. And you just basically do that, and you can do it with. <laughs> And, and go, go down. Bruce go. is a little too supple. It's actually <laughs> worrying. Okay. And basically, I think you do the squats. So the guy behind or the girl with the strap on, which is also cool, doing the squats, okay? Down dog. It's, it's, it's yeah. a downwards dog in yoga, you know? Yeah. Yes. So it's the sexual down dog from okay. behind. And we like have a one lot last of work. one. I think almost any sex position, just try to keep yourself in the air. You'll do just fine. Or try to so throw someone oh. else in the, the air. Plow. That's the it. Plow. Okay, I think the plow. So you go down on hand with, on your hands, and then I take your leg. Oh, no. oh this <laughs> is like a wheelbarrow. So this, this is a wheelbarrow. There we Whoa, go. This is real. There we go. There's the wheelbarrow. There we go. It's similar okay. to the wheelbarrow. Yeah, not. I don't get plow from that, but wheelbarrow I get. <laughs> wheelbarrow I get. Can I just say that? I lost People weight. are having too much fun in the studio. You think so? Too I don't think we've fun. gotten anywhere near I think the possibilities. We should do a sex competition yet. for, uh, like, in that pose. You can do the best wheelbarrow. <laughs> I'm so winning. I wish I had a cigarette and I don't even smoke. <laughs> <laughs> that was hot, guys. Okay. Don't thank lie. you very much. Thank you, John T. Bruce, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, guys. It's wonderful that you came to throw your name away. We dig that. <laughs> we, we destroy one by one. One by one, lose their jobs, lose their credibility. We no, destroy. but look how it raises their credibility. I mean, look what happened after Anastasia sat with us for a little bit. Exactly. She's now the superstar, superstar. which is fantastic. By the way, we are well so done. pleased for her Yeah, just with so much love. So oh. see what's possible for you. Yep. Yeah. This is where it starts. Your next book is coming up. So there we go. About sex positions. It'll be a pop up book, yeah. (laughs) Sex position pop up book. I've taken the photos already. (laughs) Please show me before you advertise them. Okay. So up next, everybody, is Casper and the team. A very exciting thing happening in Joburg next week. My wonderful friend Valentina is going to be here from Cape Town. And next Friday night, she is doing a most awesome event called the Pussy Room. So if you want the link to that, it is on Facebook. Look for Valentina, Mrs. Love, the Pussy Room. Um, you can also get it, it through so me. It she is, sounds horrible. She's it's amazing. an amazing evening. And if you go back a couple of weeks, uh, her and I had the most amazing we'll conversation the on conscious sexuality on Tantra. And she will be here uh, doing the Pussy Room. Um, which is this amazing evening using a whole lot of multimedia as a starting point for discussion on eroticism, on sexuality, on sensuality, on sexual energy. It's for men and women and couples. It's for people of every sexual orientation. It's for all genders. It's for all ages. Probably over 18 would be advised. Otherwise, we get in trouble when your mommy phones and says, what were you doing with my We'll stop that sentence. My, my sister just t- took a picture of Valentina's uh, post that was on my wall because I'm mm-hmm. really admiring her work. 
And uh, she says, only on your wall. <laughs> you know, she's like, what the hell? The pussy room. I'm like, she's amazing. It's just a yeah. very bad night. That's a really beautiful, it's a very enlightening evening. Um, and that's next Friday night. Um, and I highly recommend that you all come along. I'm going to be there. Cool. Yeah. And that's awesome. really fantastic. Please visit the website, www.eroslife.co.za. Lots of cool stuff happening there. Um, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been a fascinating discussion. Thank you, lovely John T. It's been really beautiful. Thanks, John. T. Thanks, guys. I didn't Thank sing you. once. <laughs> okay, one minute. Come on. Sexual choice. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. It's coming. It's coming. This is the bull yeah, yeah. Okay, go. Oh, baby, if you want me to hear your voice, you gotta tell me about your sexual orientation. You gotta let me know your choice. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> it's not sex talk without at least one song. Well, I'm fully there. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> and I you. love what you bring to this. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it's always such an honor to share with everybody here because what we do is so special. It is. And from the messages and emails that I get, what people are learning from the show, what people are being able to discover about themselves, the discussions it's bringing up in relationships, even within individuals, what they are able to start exploring within themselves from what we're doing here is an incredibly special platform and it is touching so many people around the world, which is fascinating when we start getting emails from everywhere. And you know that about 10% of our listeners, I have no idea how this happened, are from Australia. Down, Down under. under. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, G'day, mate. G'day, so I was even mate. thinking earlier, if I said anywhere else Sheila. that I was having <laughs> coffee with Bruce, that would be <laughs> in South Africa we could say that with a straight face. <laughs> in Melbourne we could not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So Heaps of fun. So please join us next week. I have no idea yet where we are going, but it's going to be fun. And it might just be naughty. Hope so. But we'll share some interesting things with you. I heard a beautiful song in the week, and that's what we're playing out with. So we wish you all so much pleasure. Peace, y'all. Have a fun weekend. This is CliffCentral.com.